Well, if you have your Bible this morning, turn to John chapter 15. Would you please take your Bible and turn to the Gospel of John in chapter 15? Have you ever seen a branch that's been severed from a fruit tree lying on the ground, still producing fruit? It's not how it works, is it? Uh, Maybe you've seen a child that's a day old feeding itself. No? A year old? Clothing itself? No, that's not how it works, is it? Have you ever seen a Christian who's never been taught God's Word, never been under the preaching of the Word, one who is completely self-reliant, one who doesn't go to church, and is healthy and and vibrant and, and growing in their faith and producing fruit? I don't think I've ever seen a believer like that. That's not how it works. This morning, we're going to see how spiritual fruit is produced in the life of a believer. And I want you to look at John 15 with me as we begin this chapter together this morning. We're going to look at verses 1 through 6. So follow along in your copy of God's Word as I read John 15, verses 1 through 6. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version, where Jesus says in verse 1, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. Now, before we get too far, I want to consider who this passage applies to. Who who is this for? Is this written, or did Jesus speak these words for believers, for unbelievers, or for both? And from my study of this passage, I believe this passage is speaking about believers, and and I say that because of the context of the passage. We need to be careful when we look at a passage like this and consider the context. Uh, Some who study this say that when you get to verse 6, it changes from being about believers to speaking about unbelievers, but I'm going to depart from those who say that because I don't think that the context supports that idea. Uh, Jesus is speaking here to the 11 disciples. Don't forget that. And the context of this passage actually centers around this truth. It centers around the abiding of believers in Jesus Christ as they live their lives here on earth. As we are here, before we get to heaven, before we see Jesus face to face, we need to abide with Christ. He's in us if, we're, if our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is in us. 
We have His Holy Spirit. We've talked about that in chapter 14. But the, the idea, the big idea of this passage is that believers need to abide in Jesus. So Jesus is speaking to those who are in Christ, those who are true followers of Jesus Christ. So as we think about and apply the teaching of Jesus here, it's important to understand that this is not about how you become a Christian. It's about how you live as a Christian. It's about how you live your life in obedience to the Lord. It's about how you live your life following Jesus. In this passage, Jesus is using imagery. We saw the imagery of the branches of the vineyard being maintained by the vine dresser. Now, to people in Jesus' day, caring for a vineyard was a very common thing. It was a well-known practice. Um, it may not be as well-known to many of us. Uh, many of us have probably never worked in a vineyard, so we, we may not be as familiar with this, but we still, we still understand this, right? We understand that, that fruit-bearing branches only produce fruit if they abide in the vine. If, or if, a, if an apple tree is going to produce apple tree, it, it needs its branches, and the branches need to stay connected to the tree to produce fruit. So when we see the imagery here, we need to be careful not to read too much into each part of the illustration of the vine dresser, the vine, the branches. If we do, I think we're going to get confused about the purpose of this passage, about the purpose of what Jesus was saying to the disciples here. And I believe the purpose of the passage is to show us how dependent we are on Jesus Christ. How dependent we are as the branches on the vine. We are the branches. Jesus is the vine. And Jesus said it in, in those words. And I think that we can hear it and we can see it here as we read this passage. The branches, that's believers. They are completely dependent upon the vine. That's Jesus Christ. Now there are two key words here. There are two key thoughts that I want you to see this morning. There are two keys to that dependence on Jesus that we need to see and pay attention to. These two keys are vital to our truly living. Many say, I want to live life to the full. Well, if you really want to live life to the full, we need to get these keys, these two keys to that dependence on Jesus right. And these two keys are vital to truly living truly seeing spiritual fruit produced in our lives as believers in Jesus. Here's the first key to the believer's dependence on Christ. Here's key number one. The vine and the branches have a life-giving and life-receiving connection. The vine and the branches have a life-giving and life-receiving connection. What we're seeing here is the relationship that true believers in and followers of Jesus Christ have with Him. He gives life and believers grow. Jesus gives life and believers grow. But something else is also clear. Believers have no power in and of themselves to do what's required of them by God. 
Verse 5 makes that clear when Jesus says, For apart from me, you can do nothing. Think of that. And think about the, the illustration that Jesus was using here. The branches and the vine. A branch with no vine will wither away and die. A branch with no vine will produce no fruit. And there's a key word in our passage that helps us see this life-giving connection between vine and branches. I want you to note the word abide. Abide. Jesus says in verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you. Well, Jesus abides in those who are his. Those who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin have Christ in them, have the Holy Spirit given to them. Again, that's chapter 14. So that word abide is important here. Jesus says in verse 4, abide in me and I in you. In fact, we see the word abide five times in these six verses and six more times through verse 16. So note that abiding is all about the believer abiding in Christ. Here's what, here's what we're to do. This is our part. It's also about something only believers have with Jesus Christ abiding in them. The only way that you can abide in Jesus is if Jesus is in you. So what is it to abide in Christ? What's our role? When you hear abide in these verses, think this. Think fellowship. Think fellowship. The true believer abides in Christ or has fellowship with Christ. And we must abide with Christ because we are completely dependent on the vine who is Jesus Christ because apart from him we can do nothing. We must abide with Christ because our purpose And we ought to get this right in our thinking. Our purpose, why does God have us here? We must abide with Christ because of our purpose as we live here now on this earth is to glorify God. To make much of our Savior. To point others to the one true God. And we cannot do that without doing our part, abiding in Christ as He abides in us. Now something else you need to understand about this passage is that Jesus is not talking about a physical connection to Jesus. This is not about the 11 disciples benefiting from the physical presence of Jesus. Not not much earlier, back in chapter 14, Jesus had told them that He would not be with them much longer. He's preparing them for His absence, His physical absence. Jesus had told them that he would not be with them much longer. He was, he was going to go away. He knows their hearts are troubled. They're concerned about what he's telling them. And, and they thought that not having him physically present was going to be a, a terrible thing for them. He knows their hearts are troubled, so he's, he's trying to encourage them and comfort them. But he's also giving them this charge. They have a responsibility, and believers now have a responsibility. And so Jesus is not pointing to something that depends on his physical presence. This is abiding in a spiritual sense. 
this, this abiding is a spiritual connection. The disciples would see Jesus Christ leave them. They would see Jesus Christ ascend to heaven, physically leaving them. But he would not be disconnecting himself from them. He would not be disconnecting them from the vine. They would still be connected. They would still be in Christ. And we've noted it before when we saw it in chapter 14 that all true believers in Jesus Christ have the Helper. They have the Holy Spirit. If you're in Christ, if you're a believer in Jesus, you ought to count it all joy that you have the Holy Spirit abiding in you. But I want you to note something important here. Jesus is also telling the disciples that they are to stay connected to Him. What is it to stay connected to Jesus Christ as a believer? Well, that's the fellowship that we're to seek in Christ. And in one word, I might say it another way. It's a, one, it's a word you've heard, heard me say often, and it's one word we need to hear often. It's obedience. Obedience. An obedient walk with Jesus Christ, which, remember, is empowered by the Holy Spirit, is where fruit in the believer's life is produced. As you, this obedience, as you abide in Christ. Our part is obedience. God's part by way of the work of the Spirit and the power of the Word is producing fruit. Did you realize that your part is not the producing fruit part? Sometimes we get that backwards. We think, I'll produce fruit. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be this kind of a believer. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to participate in the ministry of the church this way because I'm going to show that I'm producing fruit. That's not your role. That's the Holy Spirit's role to produce fruit in you. Your role is abiding in Christ. Your role is fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you, and the way you fellowship with Him is to, is to honor Him and show your love for Him by being obedient to His Word. Again, I want you to note that there's no fruit about, without the vine. We don't produce the fruit, but, the, but by the work of the Spirit, with the power of the Word, as we remain faithful to Jesus, in obedience to the Word, As we abide with Christ, God produces the fruit of the Spirit in us. And that leads us to the second key part of our complete dependence on Jesus. Here's number two. Our abiding in or staying connected to the vine is our primary aim. How do we glorify God? This is our primary aim in glorifying God. Here's how, we, here's how we abide in Christ, and here's how we glorify God, stay connected to the vine. Stay connected to Christ. Do your part. Our primary aim is not, again, it's not producing fruit. And this is for believers, those who are truly trusting in Jesus Christ, placing their faith in Him alone for salvation from sin. I say that because in verse 3, Jesus says, Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. 
He's talking, to, again, he's talking to the disciples here. And he's pointing out that the disciples were believers in him. But they hadn't been given the indwelling presence of the Spirit yet, the helper yet. That would come. The Holy Spirit would come later. But for those 11 disciples and for all who are in Christ now, the purpose for which God has us here on earth is to glorify God, to point the world around us that we live amongst, the people that we live amongst, to our Savior, to our one true God. That was the the disciples' role as they remained, as Jesus departed, as Jesus left physically, they were to remain, and they were to glorify God. And we do that when, as we obey God, by way of His Spirit, with the Word, is producing fruit in us. Because what happens when fruit grows? It, It becomes... Obvious. You can't miss it. We've, uh, we, when we bought our home, we didn't realize it at the time, but we, we also got a couple of fruit trees in the backyard. There's a cherry tree and there's a pear tree. And uh, the fruit, different times of year, becomes very obvious. This time of year, actually, a week or so ago, I was hitting my head on pears as I mowed around the tree. They're obvious. You can't miss them. The cherries earlier in the season, they were obvious. They were falling on the ground. The squirrels were eating them before I could get to them. They were obvious. There's fruit. Same is true for a believer in Jesus who is abiding in Christ. There will be fruit. But it's not fruit you produced. It's fruit the Spirit produced in you. And it will be obvious. Now, for those 11 whom Jesus is speaking to, He's trying to encourage them. But he's also giving, giving them a charge, and, and by way of extension, to all believers, there's this charge that we're to abide in Christ. The fruit that's produced that cannot happen without the connection to Christ. Staying in Christ, staying connected to the vine, Jesus Christ. Again, now, there's something else here. That's why we see in verse 2 the fruit-bearing branch that God prunes so that it will be even more productive, so that it will produce even more fruit. Look at verse 2 again. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You ever ask when you're encountering different, maybe difficulties and challenges in your life? You ever catch yourself going, what is God doing? We kind of talked about that a little bit this morning in the Sunday school hour. Sometimes we're prone to do that. Why, God? What are you doing? You know what? God is often pruning. He's he's about producing more fruit in you. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit, says verse 2. So note, note again, this is not about being saved. This is about the person who is already saved, who has already trusted in Christ, already a new creation in Christ. Fruit in the believer's life is an identifying characteristic of one who is abiding in Christ 
one who is an obedient believer, who is seeking to walk with Christ and stay connected to Christ and abide in Christ, that believer will produce fruit and often more and more fruit as God prunes in the life of that believer. Fruit is also how other believers know when they're seeing a true brother or sister in Christ. I think I heard it said, I can't remember who said it, um, I, I, I get a couple of names that run through my head when I, when I think of this, uh, so I won't mention who said it because I can't remember, but, um, you know, some people say we're not to judge one another, uh, but, the, but the, the truth is we are to be fruit inspectors. And I think that's a, a good truth for believers to, to hang on to. We've got to be looking for fruit in each other's lives, looking for fruit in one another. We've got to be looking for it in our own lives. If we don't see fruit, we've got to be concerned that we're not abiding with Christ. They're not, we're not walking in the Word with Christ. We're not fellowshipping with Christ in prayer and taking steps to obey Him and honor Him and glorify Him with the way that we live. Fruit is also, so fruit is also how other believers know when they're seeing a true brother or sister in Christ. Fruit is also how the world knows that our faith is real. See, God intends for our fruit to be obvious to our brothers and sisters in Christ, to ourselves, but also to the watching world. And as just as a healthy believer bears healthy fruit, that God is glorified. So healthy Christians bear healthy fruit. But what if you're unhealthy? Well, what about an unhealthy plant? An unhealthy plant means little fruit or, or very poor quality of fruit or, or maybe no fruit at all. So here's the point of what Jesus is teaching, and we need to remember this. Believers who abide in Christ, those who seek fellowship with Christ, those who seek to walk with Christ in obedience to His Word, they will bear fruit. They will bear fruit. And, and what that fruit looks like will vary in strength from believer to believer. I think God's Word points to this, that in the life of a believer there will be several kinds of fruit. You need to realize too that when when the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit, it really doesn't suggest that you're going to have this and not have that, but the fruit is, it's not fruits of the Spirit, but it's the fruit of the Spirit. But it'll show itself in varying ways. And, and that passage that we started the service with this morning is the one I want to read again, Galatians 5, and verses, especially verses 22 and 23, where we see the fruit of the Spirit. This is the fruit the Spirit is all about producing in those who abide in Christ. Listen to it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you desire to be more like your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, this is what you ought to desire to see in your life. But the way you get there is by abiding in Christ by walking in His Word, by seeking to be obedient to God's Word. And this is the fruit that God produces in the lives of believers who abide in Christ. These are the characteristics that will begin to, to show 
And again, sometimes from believer to believer in varying degrees, you'll see these things. But we ought to be showing that we're growing in these things. Not Again, this is not something that we're to take a step to try to, I'm going to be more loving. It is a fundamental truth that those who stay connected to the vine will grow. They will flourish. They will bear spiritual fruit. It will be more obvious and the fruit in a believer's life points to the health of that relationship with Christ. But on the other hand, the branch doesn't stay connected to the vine. If the branch doesn't stay connected, the believer does not abide in Christ. The one that does not stay in close fellowship with Jesus Christ, they do not bear fruit. And they wither spiritually. You know, uh, you know this is happening when you realize you, you, there's no joy there's no joy in, in your life. There's no peace in your life. You're not trusting in the Lord in every area of your life. But I want you to note as we talk about the fruit-bearing believer where Jesus put the emphasis for us, again, is the emphasis on our producing fruit or is the emphasis on our abiding in Christ? The emphasis is on our abiding in Christ. The emphasis is on our fellowship with Christ. That's what Jesus says. Look at verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Jesus is not saying produce fruit, produce fruit, produce, produce fruit. He's saying abide, abide, abide. Walk with me. If you're a believer in Jesus, again I ask, this is so important, what is your priority supposed to be? Is your priority to do more for Jesus? Now, let me say that some of us need to do more for Jesus. <laughs> but the priority isn't producing fruit, doing more for Jesus so that we produce fruit. If you're a believer in Jesus, what's your priority supposed to be? Is it doing more for Jesus or Staying connected to Jesus. It's obvious from the text that when you stay connected to Jesus, He does more with you. This is something we forget. We think we're going to do more for Jesus. And what Jesus wants is for us to stay in fellowship with Him and then He will do more with us. He will work more through us. The power is not ours. The power is His. The fruit is not, not ours. The fruit is His. The produce is not ours. The produce is His. It's by His working. It's by, uh, by our abiding. It's by our staying connected to the vine, Jesus Christ. So the priority for you as a believer in Jesus is not more produce. It's not about being more productive. It's not about trying to produce your own fruit. And we need to hear this as a church, too, because as a church, we could be confused into thinking, well, we just need to do more. If we did more, we would reach more people. If we did more, we would be a more powerful influence for Christ in the world. And sometimes we need to do less than we're doing 
so that we can stay connected to Christ. If we get so distracted from staying connected to the vine that we're just busy doing and doing and doing and doing more and more and we're not walking with Christ, all our efforts will be fruitless because they will not be produce that's generated by the Spirit of God at work in God's people. It's not about being more productive. It's not about trying to produce your own fruit. It's not about like by trying harder you can be a more loving believer. It's not like by trying hard you can be more joyful. It's not by like trying hard you can be at peace. Or by trying hard you can have more patience. Or just by doing better, you can be more kind. Or produce more goodness in yourself. Or produce more faithfulness in yourself. Or, or produce more gentleness in yourself. Or be more self-controlled. You might be able to try hard and do some of those things more than you're doing them now. But they won't be glorifying to God and they often won't be lasting And what they will often do is point to you and not to your Savior. So the priority for you as a believer in Jesus is by God's grace. And this is by God's grace. That He doesn't tell us to try harder. He says to abide in Him. He's the one who established the connection. He's the one who makes it possible. He's the one who produces fruit. The priority for you as a believer in Jesus is by God's grace, fellowship with Christ. It's abiding in Christ by being obedient to God's Word. And you will not be obedient to God's Word if you don't know God's Word. And so God wants us to be in the Word taught by the Word, led by the Word, reading the Scriptures for ourselves. And I would suggest that that happens best when it happens daily. That we're in the Word. That it's a, it's a habit for us. That we, we can't, it's not like we can go past a meal, can we? We can't go past too many meals. I've been known to go past a few meals, but I don't go past too many. Why? Because my body tells me, you are hungry and you don't have any strength. You need food. Your spirit needs to be tuned that way. You cannot go without the food of the Word daily. Because you can't abide with Christ if you don't know God's Word. You can't obey Christ if you don't know His Word. Because again, the Spirit works in you, but the Spirit works in you with the Word. You don't make fruit, God does. It's Jesus Christ's work in you that produces fruit. That's what we hear in verse 5. Look at verse 5 again. I am the vine. You are the branches. You can almost hear it. Get this right. Get this thinking right in your heads, disciples. And we need to get this thinking right in our heads. Jesus is the vine. We're the branches. And then he goes on to say, Whoever abides in me, And I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. And then again, this 
powerful statement that we need to hear again. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And sometimes we're so foolish we say, oh yeah, I can do something. Watch me. Watch what I can do. And we do all kinds of things and we spin our wheels and and what we do is not God glorifying. It's not growing the church for God's glory. It's not producing fruit in our own lives for God's glory. The importance of our abiding in Christ is seen here in verse 6 next. And you may not uh, you may have heard someone say this about uh, this is about unbelievers as I noted as we started. I don't think this is about unbelievers. Now, this this can be said well this is a biblical truth that that an unbeliever is not going to is not going to flourish as we look at verse 6 when it says if anyone does not abide in me he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned and we could say yes there is an eternal hell for those who refuse to believe in Jesus Christ but but I don't believe that's what Jesus is talking about here he's talking to the disciples the ones who are believers and he's giving this to those who are following him Judas is not there Judas is gone to do his work of betraying Jesus but he's talking to the eleven the importance of our abiding in Christ is seen here in verse 6. And you may have heard this uh, spoken about unbelievers, but I think, again, it's about believers. This is about a believer, not about one who loses his salvation. Some have said that. Well, this must be about a believer who's lost his salvation. You can't lose your salvation. If you've trusted in Jesus Christ, He keeps you. He is abiding in you. So this is not what this is about because Jesus was speaking to the 11 disciples here and he's made it clear that they are in him. And anyone in Christ is kept by Christ. But I do think this is a warning to believers. This is a warning to those who are in Christ about what can happen when you don't stay connected to Christ. When you don't abide in Him. If you don't abide in Christ, you risk becoming worthless for God's kingdom purposes. You risk dishonoring God instead of glorifying God. I think that's what we're seeing in verse 6. Again, let me read it to you. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. Bible teacher and commentator Warren Wearsby wrote this about verse 6, and I think it's helpful here, so listen to what he says. A true branch, united with the vine, will always bear fruit. Not every branch bears a bumper crop, just as not every field has a bumper harvest. But there is always fruit where there is life. If there is no fruit, the branch is worthless and it is cast away and burned. I do not believe our Lord is teaching here 
that true believers can lose their salvation. Note, uh, as I said that earlier, for this would contradict what he taught in John 6, verse 37, John 10, verses 27 through 30. It is unwise to build a theological doctrine on a parable or allegory. Jesus was teaching one main truth, the fruitful life of the believer. And we must not press the details too much. Just as an unfruitful branch is useless, so an unfruitful believer is useless, and both must be dealt with. It is a tragic thing for a once fruitful believer to backslide and lose his privilege of fellowship and service. If anything, John 15.6 describes divine discipline rather than eternal destiny. It's a sobering thought, isn't it? We ought to long for God to prune us and be warned that if we're not being pruned, we may be disciplined by God. Disciplined because we're straying from the truth, turning from the truth, not abiding in Christ. So we need to remember that there's something God does and there's something we do. He is always the life giver. He is always the producer of fruit in his people. He will also prune so that we'll become more productive. And that pruning may indeed be painful at times as he works in and through our lives, often showing us how we must depend on him in the midst of difficulty. We need that reminder so often, don't we? That we depend on Him. Our role is to abide. We're to stay connected to the source of life, Jesus Christ. We're to pursue our fellowship with Christ. And we do that through reading His Word. Taking steps to obey His Word. We do that when we pray, and we, and we pray with an attitude of submission that we would, we would want God's will to be done in our lives. We also do it when we place ourselves under the teaching and preaching of the Word in the local church. Because God wants us to be a part of the body of Christ. We'll come back to John 15, Lord willing, in a couple of weeks, and we're going to see what abiding in Christ looks like. What does abiding in Christ look like? We'll get to that, Lord willing. But know this, that God is at work. He is at work. He is growing faithful believers. He is producing fruit in faithful believers. He is also pruning faithful followers of Christ, producing fruit in His children who abide in Christ that glorifies Him, that points the world to their Savior. Fruit that's for our good, for our joy, for our peace, for our contentment this side of eternity, but all for God's glory, all that we might make much of Him and point the watching world to our Savior. Savior. 